Have you ever thought about taking a trip with your kids by yourself? When I booked a trip to Maui last summer with my three kids by myself, so many of my friends and family told me I was nuts. And I was like, why? How hard could it be? And it ended up being one of my favorite trips ever. I spent so much quality time with all of the kids and had special moments with each kid individually. When we go with the whole family, it's amazing too. This was just different because this was nonstop kid stuff. From the minute we woke up to the minute we went to bed, water slides, boogie boarding trips to the snack bar, kids club, room service, up super, super early, multiple baths in one day, zero nice dinners and zero wine. Not something my husband or most husbands I know would be down for and I wouldn't expect them to be. Most vacations are a balance of what's fun for everyone. This time, I did it all for the kids and I had a blast in the process. So in this episode, I'm breaking down all my best mom hacks for traveling with kids all by yourself, even if everyone says you're insane. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. I am so excited about this topic today because I absolutely loved traveling with my kids by myself. And it was something that I hadn't really thought of before. I mean, I would take them on a little overnight or on adventures all the time, all three of them and just me, but it never really dawned on me to take them on a full-blown vacation by myself and really be intentional about making it a kid's trip and letting them choose what we did. And not like in a the kids rule type thing, because I really think I want them to always be aware of the whole family and what's good for everyone, but more like, okay, guys, this is a kid's trip. Whatever you guys want to do, it's all about fun. And they all had to still compromise because there are three of them and they didn't all want the same thing at the same time. So it was just really cool for all of us. So I'm excited to share. First, plan the trip right. Pick good flying times. So you have to set yourself up for success. So if you know that your kids are gonna be good at certain times, make sure you book it at that time. Don't book a 6 a.m. flight where you have to drive an hour first. You're just gonna start off on the right foot, so on the wrong foot. So book something comfortable for everyone for your flying time. Next, you wanna pack lots of airplane snacks. I never rely on the meals or the snacks at all on the plane. I pack everything myself. I just get the drinks on board just because you never know what they're going to serve or if the kids are going to like it. And it's just not something you want to worry about. I just take it off the table. So I make sure that they're involved in the process. So if your kids are old enough, make sure that they pick out their own things at the store or they tell you what they want or they pick it out from the pantry. That way you don't get on board and they don't like anything and you don't have any other options. Depending on how long the flight is, I pack like little meals. So you could even get little Starbucks boxes, those work, or I'll pack my own little snacks. And I do everything disposable, which normally I do everything very environmentally friendly. But in this case, when you really got to be able to pack it to throw away, I pack everything disposable and then they have their whole meal. So depending on how long you're flying, I would pack that many meals and lots and lots of snacks. I usually will separate it out by kid, so it's really easy. I have a cooler that I will link 
that I posted a while ago on Instagram and, and people really liked because it's this awesome cooler from Amazon, not that expensive at all. And it fits right where your feet go under the seat in front of you in the airplane. And so I pack, I mean, I pack for all five of us, all of our snacks for a long flight in this one cooler and everything stays cold. I'm not worried about buying food. I usually want to eat healthy on the way to a trip because I know once I'm there, I'm going to have all the treats. So I'd rather eat healthy before we go. And I like to have my own food. So having a great cooler bag, I think is key, especially if you're going to pack quite a bit of food, but make sure you know it's something that's not going to be cumbersome. You don't want some you know, big hard thing or something that doesn't fit anywhere. I love a soft square cooler bag that fits right under the seat in front of you. You can easily pull it out. Because one thing I've learned, overpacking is not the way to go. Because if you have too much stuff, you can't get to anything. You're taking, you know, 10 sweatshirts out and, you know, blankets and all these different things before you even get to anything. So overpacking is not the way to go, I think. I think it's strategically planning so you have just what you need and all the food is disposable and you don't have a bunch of extra stuff. I also pack things for the kids to do. I do this whether it's a full family trip or just a trip with me taking the kids by myself, but whatever they're into at that time. So it could be coloring books with crayons or it could be little activity books. Or if your kids are getting older, Melissa and Doug brand has awesome um, different travel games, games that they play by themselves or they can play with each other or play with you. Some of them are more like paper games like Hangman or Tic-Tac-Toe or more like little travel battleship or things like that. There's so many things that are awesome and condensed down now. One trip to Target and the kids can kind of help pick out what they like. Again, I think it's so key that they're involved in the process. That way they really like what they're going to be doing. Then depending on the ages of your kids, if they're younger, I'll pack little toys or little things that I want them to play with or I think that they'll want to play with, but I actually will wrap them. I'll just wrap them in tissue paper or wrapping paper real quick, like just like a little messy wrap. And then every couple hours, I'll give them one or two and they can open it. It just makes it more fun and it kind of spaces out the time. So if I have, you know, maybe four hour flight, I'll pack four little things and I'll wrap it in tissue paper. And every hour I'll give them something new and it just makes it a little bit more exciting, like a present, if they're opening it before they actually do it. So that's one tip that's really, really worked for us, especially when my kids were younger. Right now I only do it for the little boy because he's two and he really likes it. My girls are seven and nine. So I think they would still like it, but not as much but I always pack them stuff that I know they'll like doing and can entertain them for at least a period of time. And then you always have to bring the iPads, love them or hate them. It's in in our house, especially the best way to keep everyone happy watching movies or playing their games. But I really like a balance. I always start out with the paper games or, you know, the actual games, and then we'll go on to iPads or we'll kind of take a break and go back and forth. But I like to have both. I really... I mean, listen, in a bind, it is what it is. How often do you really fly? But I'd like for them not to just stare at the iPad for five hours straight. So I try to break it up with snacks and with games and with wrapped snacks and different things that we can do together. Make sure you bring headphones, of course, because your kids are gonna need headphones if they're gonna wanna listen to something. So make sure you have the right connector, whether it's for an iPhone or if you want them to um, connect into the airplane TV, which sometimes they have screens, as you know, on the back of, of the seat in front of you and sometimes they don't. If you really want to be an overachiever, you can figure out on your airplane kind of what the setup is going to be so you know what to expect. 
Another thing that's super important, of course, is probably goes without saying, but you want to make sure that you have good seating arrangements for you and the ages of your kids. So I always look at a map of the seats for the type of plane that we're going to be on and make sure that our seats are actually together. Because you know, sometimes the numbers and letters together can be confusing and sometimes you don't know for sure if you're together. So if you didn't book your seats online and hand pick them out, just double check or make sure when you are doing it that you're getting seats together. Or if you have to be split up but you have older kids, that that kind of that whole thing kind of works because that's the last thing you want to do. And listen, people are nice in general. And if you need to switch, people will always switch, especially a mom with kids or a parent with kids. But it's so nice if you can just take that off the table and not have that kind of headache to worry about. Another thing I do to prepare is I send a box to the hotel ahead of time. So depending on where we're traveling, again, I do this whether I'm taking the kids by myself or it's a big family trip for most places that we go because I want to try to travel pretty light, I send a box ahead of time. Now, you have to do this way before you're traveling. I make sure the box is set to arrive before I actually depart. So in the off chance that something goes wacky and the box doesn't arrive, I'm still at home and I can still pack the things or ship another box or whatever. I don't want to do it super last minute. So make sure you give yourself enough time, ship it, you know, a good whatever, two weeks ahead of time and make sure it has time to get there before you actually leave your house. Make sure you call the hotel and tell them that it's coming in. A lot of times they'll tell you specific things like write your name or write the guest names or put attention concierge or whatever it may be. That way you can mark the box. They know to expect it. And I always will call and follow up when I know it's arriving and just make sure they got it and they set it aside just so it's nice and easy. And that way it's waiting for you at the front desk when you arrive and no one's chasing it down. I feel like that just really helps. Okay, so what to put in the box. I always put the bulky stuff, diapers, wipes. If you're going on a beach vacation, I will do the water shoes. I'll even do flip-flops. The last time my boy needed like a, you know, kind of a specific floaty and I don't know, not all kind of beach shops will have those. So I sent his floaty specifically, anything bulky. I sent a, like a night sweatsuit for all of us. So if we're going to go outside and run around at night, a sweatsuit for everyone, any of that bulky stuff that just takes up so much room in your suitcase. If you're going on a winter trip, I would definitely do your heavy jackets, your heavy boots, maybe your thermals, the things that are just going to weigh down your suitcase. And I don't send everything. I still bring luggage, but whatever it is that I feel like is just going to take up too much space in the suitcase, I will send ahead of time. I always do hotel room snacks. I love this because I feel like first, it's way cheaper than getting the hotel snacks. It's easier. And like we all know, most of the time when our kids are hungry, they're starving that second that they ask you. So it's nice to have stuff there. And again, I love to try to do a balance of healthy stuff and treats, especially when you're on vacation. So it's nice if you bring your normal kind of healthy-ish package snacks. So that way when they're in the room, it's not like they're literally just having ice cream the entire trip. It's a nice little balance and it makes it really nice because then you have stuff in the hotel room to shove in your bag when you go out for the day. So I will do like brown rice roll-ups. I'll do whatever whatever they're into at that time that is snacks that it, that are in packages, but they're somewhat healthy I'll do my favorite almond flour tortilla chips or I'll even do awesome popcorn like um, Skinny Pop or things like that. I feel like travel really well. Most most kids in the family like them, so I'm not just packing each specific thing for each kid. I'll do little boxes of raisins 
or cranberries or apple chips or cauliflower puffs. So I pack the bag with lots of snacks. I always bring two boxes of cereal. This is like one of my favorite tips because a lot of times the kids will get hungry or they'll wake up really early and we don't want to wait for room service. And if it's just me and the kids, I don't need a $50 breakfast for all of us to eat breakfast in the hotel room every morning. I'll pick up something as we're walking around or you know, I'll have one of the things I brought. I always bring my favorite perfect food bars, the refrigerated bars, and I will freeze them at home before we leave. And then I pop them in my suitcase and then I unpack them when we arrive and put them in the fridge. And then I have my favorite bars. So I'll have one of those for breakfast or for a snack late at night if we eat light. Um, I love it because I don't feel like I'm eating, you know, chips. I'm not eating as much of a packaged food, but they're like the perfect protein bar to have anytime. So that's kind of what I do usually for myself and it works really well, but for cereal. So I'll pack my own cereal, the stuff that the kids like. And then for room service, I just get milk and bowls and spoons and then they have breakfast every day. So it makes for a quick and easy breakfast and we can kind of get out the door sooner. Usually I'll do a brunch one morning just because it's usually fun for them to do the buffet brunch. But in general, I like to kind of get through breakfast and get on with the day. We have a whole day to eat and drink and have snacks. I kind of like to get them fed, happy, tummies full and get out and get going for the day. So cereal is key. Anything else that's bulky, again, I'm talking mostly about a tropical trip just because this trip that I'm talking about in particular was to Maui, to the Grand Waialea, which I love. I think it's one of the best hotels ever for kids anywhere, not just in Hawaii, just because of the water slides. And we'll get into all of that. I love the Grand Waialea and I think it's really, really a great place to take your kids for a solo trip. But I think sending a box ahead of time is a great idea. If you can't send a box ahead of time for whatever reason, or you just feel like it's a headache, you don't want to, I would do an extra suitcase that's filled with just these things. So just one extra suitcase that's filled with all these things. So it's your floaties, diapers, wipes, snacks, food, cereal, goggles, water shoes, all the bulky stuff, your sweatsuits for nighttime, you know, a windbreaker jacket if it rains, whatever it is, pack it in an extra suitcase. Yes, it's one extra thing to carry, which is kind of difficult if you're by yourself, but there's always someone to help you or a bellman, or you know, you can get a little cart at the airport and you just make it work. So one way or the other, I would bring your stuff so you're nice and prepared and you don't spend a fortune on meals that you don't need to. Snacks are nice and easy and you always have snacks on you um, when you're going out on the day. Talking about packing, you want to pack your carry-on very strategically. Like I touched on, I never think that overpacking is ever the idea just because it's also clustered and hard to get to. But I always pack in my carry-on whatever we're going to need once we land. So if you're going on a tropical or a you know beach vacation, I would definitely bring bathing suits and flip-flops in your carry-on bag. That way, right when you get there, a lot of times if your room is not ready or if you don't want to go through the whole process of checking in and unpacking and all that stuff, you have your bathing suit right away. Or even maybe you do check in and get into your room, but you just have your stuff right there. You don't have to dig through things and open everything up. It's kind of like vacation starts now. And I love that. Or let's not even talk about the option of luggage getting lost, but it, in the off chance that your luggage is lost or let's just say delayed because we're positive thinkers here. Um, you have your stuff. You're not stranded. Of course, in a bind, you can go buy something, but you know that could be a little bit more of a mission. So I always pack 
bathing suits and flip-flops in case the luggage is delayed or our room's not ready just so we can change and head right on out and enjoy the first day right when we get there. Same thing if you're traveling somewhere else that's not a beach vacation, whatever it is that you would need for that day, I would pack in your carry-on. So you're prepared if things go sideways or if you just wanna be able to scoot on to the next adventure. Okay, on to things to do ahead of time. So before you even leave, like right after you book your flights, I would call the concierge and I would also call the kids club, but I would call the kids club directly because often they just, they know the deal. They know what's up. If you call too far in advance, they might not know exactly. They're not gonna know the movies or the nights of the movies, stuff like that, but they can give you a general idea so you can put together kind of a loose plan. My whole agenda with this is I do the prep work, I plan, I plan, but then I'm super flexible. I just wanna have a plan going into it. So I book casual dinners ahead of time just in case you want them. Now, of course, if you don't want them, make sure you cancel because if you don't, it's just bad bad vibes in the universe, which we don't need. Um, But I like booking dinners so that way we just have something. So it's not a cluster. If we do do an adventure all day and then we wanna go have dinner, we have a reservation if we want it. The biggest key to having a blast, I think, if you want to take your kids on a trip all by yourself, is let them choose what they want to do. So I would talk to them the day before. So you aren't scrambling or waiting in line or you don't have things reserved or you wake up and everyone's indecisive. There are so many things you can stumble on and you just do last minute and that's often the best when you have the most fun. But I think that there's definitely something to having a general plan. That's why I like the dinner reservation. So at least it gives you an option so you're not kind of scrambling. scrambling. Because that's when I feel like people get stressed and overwhelmed and irritable and kind of picking at each other. And those are all things that we are definitely trying to avoid. I always plan ahead of time, but then when we get there, it doesn't feel planned at all. The plan's just, like I said, so we're organized, but we're super flexible. No one feels like, all right, we've landed. Here we go. Here's our agenda, passing it out. This is what we're gonna do. No, it's super planned. So we have options, but it feels like it's no plan. I feel like that's the that's the secret sauce. That's the sweet spot. And then I let them choose everything. Think about it. As kids, they're pretty much told most things to do, right? We tell them when when they have to eat, when they have to get up, what they have to do. They have to do their homework. They have to get in the car. They have to study. They have to, whatever it is, depending on their age. We're telling them so much of what they have to do. So the beauty of taking your kids on a trip by themselves and doing it in this way is they get to choose. It's so empowering and it's so fun for them. And a lot of times, listen, I would give them reasonable choices, two of which I would be okay with either one, right? Like, it's not like I'm like, what do you want to do in the universe? It would just be like, okay, how about this? We could do this whole thing or this whole thing, both of which I'm totally okay with, but they feel like they're choosing the whole day. Like they're making the whole plan. They're doing whatever sounds fun for them. And I just think it helps with their confidence and it just makes them feel empowered and it's cool. When we were on this trip in Maui, We went for five nights, six days, and it was so much fun. One of my favorite moments, I took them to dinner and we ordered um, ice cream sandwiches. And one of my daughters was like, hey, could we go and eat these ice cream sandwiches on the sand? It was starting to get dark and it was a little bit, maybe a half hour before sunset. And normally if we're at home, I probably would have been like, well, 
not a great idea. It just goes, we're going to get sandy and dirty and it's going to get cold and then it's going to be dark and then our hands are going to be sticky. We're going to be a mess. All the things that you could think of, the reasons why to say no. But I love that she even thought of it. Like, that's creative. We were up at a restaurant, kind of like up two stories and we were overlooking the oceans. We weren't even close to it. And I was like, okay, sure. So we took the ice cream sandwiches and we borrowed towels from the hotel because we didn't have any. We were just going to dinner. And we walked down to the beach, set them all up, and we ate on the beach. We laughed and it just felt silly and kind of crazy. And then the kids ran around and played in the ocean at sunset. Totally spontaneous. They got completely sandy all the way. I mean, sand fully like in their hair, the whole thing. Their clothes were a disaster, but they laughed. And it was just so much fun because it's not something we would normally do. It went and it wasn't even practical. They had already had baths. They were clean. You know, it was getting dark, but that was the fun of it. And I feel like those are the times that they really remember. We just laughed. And I mean, maybe it doesn't sound like that extreme to have ice cream sandwiches on the beach, but you know, if you kind of just picture like goopy, big ice cream sandwiches, it's getting dark, there's waves. I don't know. It just didn't seem like something we would ever normally do. But once we did it, they loved it. And we all laughed and we stayed on the beach until it was completely dark. I mean, they were laughing and having so much fun. I mean, it was slightly stressing to try to hold everyone's hand and make sure no one got too close in the ocean, but they were just kind of running in and out to where they're like, you know, ankles up to their knees were getting wet. So I didn't feel like it was dangerous in any way. And it was just so much fun. And one of those magical nights, like under the stars where I just sat back and I was like, this is it. You know, all those times as parents, when we feel like Groundhog's Day, when we feel like it's just on repeat, we wake up, we, you know, struggle with our kids with different things or, you know, different things that they're going through or different things that we're working through with them or just the routine of it. They can, they can wear you out, get in the car, eat your dinner, do your homework, wake up, you're not waking up on time or, you know, things that we have to, we have to take them, you know, to razz them on if they're not getting good enough grades or if they're talking back or if we get a report back from school that's not awesome. There's so many things that we have to do as parents that I think it's so valuable if we can remove ourselves from the reality and our, from our routine and go on an adventure like this and have those connections with your kids. And I really felt like, of course, it made our bond stronger, but it also made them listen to me more because I wasn't just this parent who's constantly harping at them for all the things that they need to do, but I was also someone that just loved them and had fun with them. And I think they were able to see me kind of in a different way. Of course, I have fun with them in little moments all the time, but never for this stretch of time. We had fun the entire six days and there just wasn't a lot that they had to do. So I didn't have to bug them like I normally do. And I loved it. They loved it. And it kind of just took our relationship to another level, which was really, really cool. Okay. So back to the practical stuff. Figure out what you can buy when you get there and what you can't. I like to not spend a fortune on things if I don't have to. So I'll call down to the pool desk and see if they sell floaties and kind of what things run just to see. There's nothing worse than going and, you know, spending five times as much for the same stuff. But sometimes it's like, listen, it's worth it. I don't want to pack these big bulky things. Yes, I'm going to pay a premium, but I'd rather do that than carry all the stuff totally fine. That I mean, both ways work and I've done both ways, but I just like to know the goggles and the sunscreen and the floaties. Should I buy them there or should I bring them? I just kind of like to know ahead of time. Also, when you're planning this trip, I really think it's key to try to pick a place that you can travel to 
and then stay there. Like you bunker down. I don't even rent a car. When we went to the Grand Wailea in Maui, we only left once because they have a really cool aquarium that my kids wanted to go to. So I just had the hotel set up a car because I needed three car seats. And they set up a car and we went there and we went back. And that's the only time we left in six days. So I think when a lot of people think about taking their kids on a trip by themselves, it seems overwhelming and stressing and kind of like the shuffling of it. But this is the best part and what made it so easy. I wasn't dealing with strollers and car seats and bags and stuff. That's what exhausts you. We're not getting in and out of the car and doing all this moving around. We just stayed there. And before I forget, if you do do a trip like this and you go to the Grand Wailea, I absolutely love the hotel rooms that are on the ground level next to the pools. So all of their hotel rooms are awesome and and they're they're a ton of them and they're all spread out. But I think if you're going on a trip by yourself with kids, if you can try to request ground level next to the the pools because it walks right out to the water slides and it makes it so easy. I'm all about trying to figure out little hacks that take out the complicated parts of things and make the things that are going to be like hectic and stressing and make you over it, try to remove that. So whether you stay at this hotel or any hotel, I love ground level because it's just so much easier not to do elevators or stairs with kids. And especially if you have floaties and sand and a bunch of stuff you're bringing up, I love to just be able to walk right up to the room and not have to deal with that. So Stay at ground level, call the hotel ahead of time and put in a request. A lot of times they won't guarantee it for you, but a lot of times if you tell them, you know, your situation, I'm traveling with kids by myself for the first time, can you please put in a strong request for me? Most people will be happy to do it. And then I think the key as you're going into all of this is to think of it as an adventure and a trip. It's not the same as a vacation. It's nonstop kid stuff. And you have so much fun because they're having so much fun. It's different than a vacation. This is not like you're going and sitting on the beach with cocktails. And listen, you could, you could do a hybrid. You could do it like that. But kind of the way I did it, I didn't have one cocktail the entire time. I was just like, I had my rash guard on and my water shoes and I was full kid stuff nonstop the whole time. I wanted to be rested and hydrated and focused on them. So that's what I did, which was actually crazy because when I went into this, I was like, I'm going to need champagne lots of champagne. But once I got there, I was like, no, I don't. I'm having fun. I'm so exhausted by the end of the day with them. And it was really fun to do all the same things that they did. But go into it realizing this is not a vacation. It's a trip. Another thing that was surprising is the way I planned it out, it was actually a really reasonable trip. I mean, I used points for the flights and then I booked a hotel room. Well, I booked it last minute, but I just happened to get a pretty good deal. And then because I shipped a lot of stuff, and I packed a ton of our snacks and we did poolside food and room service a lot of the time and then went out for dinners. It just didn't add up to that much. And it's amazing how reasonable meals are if there aren't wine or cocktails involved. It's amazing how that works. But it ended up not being a fortune. We had so much fun and the way I was able to kind of plan it out it didn't break the bank, which is an awesome bonus. So it, it's not something that you feel like, oh, okay, that was a once in a lifetime thing. No, it totally wasn't. I mean, listen, it wasn't nothing, but it wasn't nearly as much as other trips that we've gone on. And also I didn't do extravagant things like, you know, I didn't, you know, rent a boat for half a day or I didn't, you know, do private lessons for this or this. We kind of just went with the flow. We did a little bit of snorkeling on our own. We just rented the equipment 
And we kind of just did it casual and made it work. I didn't rent a cabana or pool cabanas or beach cabanas, which I would normally do ahead of time if it was like our big family vacation of the year, just so that we were all set up. And also I like, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit old fashioned that way. I want my husband to be nice and comfortable and not feel like he's just, you know, schlepping kids around. I want him to feel like he's having a break too and he's happy and he has downtime and he can do what he wants. So I like booking a poolside cabana if it's all of us. But if it's just me and the kids, I go down to the pool early and I put kind of our stuff. We really only need two chairs because we all kind of pile on two chairs. And sometimes I'll put two chairs in two different spots. So I'll put two by the water slides and then two back down by another pool. So that way we can kind of bounce around and I don't feel like I'm overly, you know, I'm overly hoarding chairs because there's still four of us and I'm still taking four chairs, just two in each location. And it's great because then we have a little home base, we have somewhere to eat, but I'm not spending money on the cabana or like a little private seat situation like I normally would. Another important part is to not get overwhelmed. Kids can be a lot to manage at times. And if I ever felt myself getting overwhelmed, I just told myself, this is not gonna break you. You got this. Like I literally would be like, okay, I'm about to get overwhelmed or I'm about to you know, raise my voice or just get frustrated or like, this is just enough. And I would just tell myself, you got this. I'm not gonna get overwhelmed you know, solve one little thing at a time. We're on vacation. We're good. But I think this for some of us can take some little bit of mental conditioning ahead of time. Tell yourself if it's, if when those overwhelming moments are going to happen, because they probably will tell yourself, this is not going to break me. I got this. (laughs) Listen, I take my kids on all sorts of adventures, whether my husband is working or if he's on a trip out of town, or if the kids and I just want to do something that he doesn't want to do. I'm always up for Legoland overnight or a Disneyland adventure back to back, any of it. If everyone has good attitudes and the kids are grateful, I am all in. But this one was different. It was a full on vacation for six days where my kids had my entire attention. It was so good for them and it was so good for me and something now I want to do every year. And I don't want my husband to feel left out or ditched. So I book it when he has a boys trip planned or a work trip or something that, you know, he's excited to do. So everybody's happy. If you go into it prepared and you've organized things ahead of time and you've done your positive self-talk and you're not going to get overwhelmed in the crazy moments because there will be some, you might just have the best time ever with your kids. I don't really focus too much on the whole, you only have 18 summers with your kids. Because one, that's depressing. And two, I plan on hanging out with my kids forever. But of course, it changes as they get older. I get that. And for me, this just was the best summer adventure. I learned little things about my kids that I didn't realize before. And you know what? I realized little things about myself too. I think you should try it. You just might love it. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.